Welcome to Guarding Talkback on 2NURI FM. Greg Richard joined by Judy Sharp today. Great to see you back in the studio, Judy. Yeah, good to see you back, Greg. Missed what? you last week. Well, back in back in the thick of it again this week. What do you got? What do you got lined up for us today, Jim? Well, we have had an inquiry um, by mail, and a gentleman sent us photos along, so we should deal with him. Yep. And um, did you tell me you had a problem? I did. It's to do with my cabbage. So there's something on there that I'm not quite sure what it is. Oh right, right. But I'll I'll ask you that a bit later. Okay, <laughs> certainly. Okay. Email earlier this week, Judy about someone not quite sure what a plant they've got in the backyard. Yes, uh, and a lovely photo um, uh, from Wayne. Yeah. Good morning, Wayne. Wayne, sorry, Graham Wilson. My head's not on straight today, sorry. That's all right. I've got a good excuse, (laughs) though, but we won't go into that. Um, So, Graham, what you've got there is a plant called Solanum. Now, it has big leaves, your photo, but it's the flowers on the top, the mauve flowers that gave me the clue. And Solanum generally is a climber. Okay. Greg, so it was an, an unusual looking plant. You yep. said it just appeared out of nowhere. But Solanum is also part of the potato family. Okay, so we could have potatoes there as well? or No, no? the leaves were absolutely huge on it. Um, I'd say the birds have dropped it, but there are a lot of species in that family. So, but uh, if you'd like to leave it growing, I don't think it's a problem. Okay, so it's not going to spread or anything, or no, no, it'll be interesting to see what it ends up. But you know, in two years' time, I mightn't be here when he rings up and gets cranky at me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you've got a fair excuse then for <laughs> two one six. We've got Arthur from Taro. He's got a question about his oranges. Good morning, Arthur. How are you, Judy? Oh, I'm fighting fit. The sun's out anyway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a problem with the orange. It's not the oranges itself, but something's eating, eating the inside of the orange and leaving the shell, the skin on the tree. Interesting on that one. You sure it's not um, fruit fly? No, no. It, it, it cleans the... The flesh out completely from the orange and right. just leaves the skin. Well, that's a clever little creature. It is, but <laughs> I can't I can't see anything on the tree of a day. But well, it must be happening of a night. Well, you'd think if it was um, uh, bats, uh, you would see the f- the fruit falling on the ground, wouldn't you? Because yeah. bats will eat fruit, um, and. You know, if it's possums, uh, I don't know. They're not that clever. No, they're not clever. This is the first time it's happened to me, and uh, I've got a good crop of oranges on, and last year I had a whopper crop of oranges on, and nothing, to, you know, there was nothing wrong with them. Yeah. But uh, this year they, like, for some reason, this damn thing, whatever it is, is eating the inside of the orange out. Oh, I thought, I wonder if it's a rat. I thought that too, maybe, but where the uh, oranges are are, are situated, there's a very thin stalk with the orange on the end of it, and I don't think they... uh, They balance. ...the weight of a rat, yeah. Yeah, well, that's a mystery one, Uh, and it's, it's happening overnight, is it? Well, yeah, I've, I've been down and looked through the day to see if I could find anything, and there's nothing on the skin or anything like that. Right, it's okay. Just, just clean. 
Okay, look, I've come up with an answer for this, Arthur. Now, tonight, put your beanie on a scarf and an overcoat and <laughs> go outside and maybe have a nice hot cup of coffee and sit there in the dark and see what's happening. I mean... Yeah, I'm, I might have to do that. Yeah, look, honestly, I haven't got another answer for you. I mean, rats will eat fruit, um, mm. but what you're describing, they wouldn't be able to balance. Um, no. And uh, mice wouldn't be that clever. Um, no, so, I don't think so, no. no. No, so unless you've got a neighbour who is trying to upset you for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm pretty good with the neighbours. <laughs> you can't set up a camera system or something? No, not really. Uh, okay, well, I'm, I'm sorry. It's the beanie, it's the <laughs> scarf, and it's a big heavy coat. Righto, then if I find any cat, I'll let you know. You'll ring us next week, will you? It's a real yep. mystery one, Arthur. Thank you. Yep. I'll be Righto, waiting. Thanks, Thank you. Bye. Cheers, Bye. Arthur. We've got Sharon from Glendale. She's got a couple of questions about pumpkins and zucchinis. Oh, good morning, Sharon. Hi. What will we Can deal with first, pumpkins or zucchinis? Hello? I've got a pumpkin. On, on the vine. Right. Now, it's really dark green and the um, thing that um, big umbilical cord is dark green. Right. Is that right or not? <laughs> I know that's for some fruit, uh, veggie. Well, so. pumpkin should be ripening now. Um, yeah. And the simple way to go is if you just give it a tug, it should separate itself from the... Um, from the stem. Okay. Uh, that's a good test. And if it doesn't give away straight away, you know it's still not ripening. Yeah, yeah. all my pumpkin leaves and that um, got diseases, they got that white stuff on it. Right. So we cut all that off. So, um, And then some got the disease, you know, with the mould, you know, they turned yellow. You're right. And so we cut them off and threw them in the green bin. And what about the zucchinis? Are they healthy looking or have they... Once in the garden and that's surviving just because that's supposed to be summer. Yeah, of course, yeah. And, and, and I've it's... got a greenhouse. I brought one of those little ones, pop-up ones, yeah, put it together from Maldives. And well, well, hang on, if that's summer, hang on, I can put that in my greenhouse, lovey. So I've got a pot, I've got that in there. And that, that's looking healthy, but that's got the white dust on it. Okay, rightio. Well, you're going to have to spray that white dust, um, so you'll need to get a fungicide like copper oxychloride. Oh, rightio. Okay, okay. copper oxychloride, but it wouldn't yeah. hurt to even give the pumpkins a spray with that as well. Oh, I've cut off most of the leaves because they're all dying now. Yeah, well, them. they're dying off because well, of the cold. little pumpkins on it. And, oh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. No, then they turn yellow and die. So. Oh, well, it's a bit of a problem, your garden, Sharon, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Well, listen, I think last what we need... I rang, you up, I rang you up last year. I had Blue Ridge Mountain tomatoes growing. Right. Was that me or and Scott? You. Oh. And you and Mark turned around and went, oh, you should bring some in. But I didn't get any because of the we had the rain and the clouds and everything else. So they didn't... 
grow, you know, I didn't get any till the middle of June, end of June, you know, so. Oh, so oh, we couldn't see them. Yeah. Yeah, but no, I, no I, I was watching it all summer in my garden. I've got quite an acre, so I was watching, I said to my husband, oh, we've got a blackboard. I brought to the kids, oh, I didn't buy it, actually, I got given it. And I made a thing up, he took a photo and done it, and I said, now I want my tomatoes here, want this here and that here. He said, okay, sweetheart, <laughs> next year you can have what you want. So I've got um, sweet, I've got cauliflower, um, cauliflower, cabbage and broccoli. But the birds come out and pick them up. Well, oh. Sharon, that's really a hard one to avoid unless you put a net over. Well, we had a net over the tomatoes so the birds didn't pick them. Well, are you a golfer, Sharon? No. Oh, so well, I, I've, I've got to walk a walk. I want to sit out here at night time. I want to <laughs> chair out here at night time to watch everything. Who, well, uh, what? I play golf, and you know the worst offender at golf? A crows. They pick yeah. up your ball and they take off with it. Now, I'm wondering if crows are coming into your garden getting that Yeah, fruit. we've got crows around here too. Ah, that could be it. Yeah. Yeah. But we've seen magpies too do it. Oh. He has to run down and he says, oh, look what happened. And then yeah, he plants it, but most of them, I've got one broccoli. I think I've got one cauliflower. Oh, it might be time to um, uh, get out the big guns or something and see. <laughs> no, I will give me a gun. <laughs> I've laughed about that. Since I started I want a veggies. <laughs> Look, I'm sorry, I can't help you any more with those two problems, but I think you need to ring us earlier next year before yeah. they get to that stage so we can work it out. You can send us some photos. Does that sound yeah, no, like a good I idea? Yeah, well, I need your phone number. We'll just call the station, I, would, I think, what Judy's saying. Yes, yes. <laughs> All right. Oh. All right, uh, we had a question from David a little bit early as well. He's with the mystery of the oranges. Oh, yes, yeah. He thinks they might be giving it in by cock, by cock, by what's mean? That's cockatoos or? Cockatoos. But, David, cockatoos would be asleep at night, surely. Well, possibly, but. Yeah, Russell's orange trees were getting, oranges were getting eaten at night. Uh, Russell, are you there? Oh, yeah. So you've got issues with oranges as well? Yeah, I um, built a garage and had to transplant a tree. Uh, so we trimmed it back and transplanted it. Now all the leaves are curling up. I didn't expect any fruit on it this year, but I can't I can't work out why the leaves are curling up. Oh, Russell, that that's leaf miner. The citrus have had it badly this year. Oh, okay. Yeah, and it won't damage the tree. I mean, you'll still get fruit on it. And uh, when the weather does change, from what to what, I'm not too sure this year, but um, when the weather changes, you'll find the new leaves should come out without that tracing on it. They're Uh, they're tracing, isn't it? And then they shrivel up. Yeah, it just looks like it's looking for water. Um, and of course, over summer we done it. We transplanted last October, right? 
we kept it wet all thing and I'll give it um, fertiliser. But unfortunately, when I moved it, all the flowers fell off. So I didn't expect um, fruit this year. But yeah, and it has got new shoots on it. Um, but yeah, it's just the, the leaves are just curling up. Yes, yeah. No, that's the leaf curl. Leaf curl. And um, uh, you know, my lime tree is still covering it. At, it was a bad year for it this year. But you can simply spray it with um, some white oil. Sometimes that will help. But at the moment, I wouldn't worry because I'd allow the new growth to come through. Oh, yeah. Yep. Yeah. But don't, um, don't panic because that all citrus are getting it here now, unfortunately. Once oh. it was confined to Queensland, and I'm sure it was when they took that tick gate out many, many years ago... And the transporters were bringing the trees across the border without being checked. Uh, then we had started to get that citrus leaf miner. Okay. Then. Yeah. yeah. But it attacks. Yeah. It generally attacks Russell the new growth. Oh yeah. Uh, so yeah. once you know now it's going. They're going to stop getting new growth because uh, winter's here or coming or whatever it is doing. Um, <laughs> And so then you'll you'll find that that leaf miner will probably shrivel up and die. Okay, all right. So just keep doing whatever we have to do. A bit of fertilizer on, in spring and yeah, and not until spring, about August. Yep. You yep. know, you give them uh, poultry manure and you give them citrus food. Yep. So we'll uh, keep our fingers crossed after that. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, I didn't want to pull it out. Just um, no, no, no. I think it'll come good for you. Okay then. Yeah. Well, thanks very much for your help. That's okay, Russell. I'm sh- sorry I couldn't be more positive, but uh, yeah. it's that time of year at the moment. We've got to expect plants to be a bit unhappy. Yeah, I thought it might have been a bit of shock too because it was a probably had a canopy nearly three meters wide. Well, I've had to trim that right back to move it. You know. Yeah. And it would have been an older tree, I'm thinking, too. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, sometimes they have an age limit. They're like us, unfortunately. Oh, are they? Oh, there you go. <laughs> okay, good luck with it in the next season. fruit and nice and juicy, you know. Um, yeah, so my daughter didn't want to lose it. <laughs> well, you're not going to. Just, you know, as I said, when August comes, hit it with the poultry manure and the citrus fertiliser. All right, then. Thank you. Okay, you're welcome, Russell. Thank you. And we've got Jenny from Fern Bay, and she wants to know, is it too late to be planting sweet peas? Hi, Jenny, no, you're fine, dear. Okay. Yeah, although you know the secret. Traditionally, you should plant them on Anzac Day. No, not Anzac Day, St Patrick's Day. Yeah, I know, but no. (laughs) You left it a bit late, but no, look, you'll be fine. I wouldn't oh, worry great. too much. As long as you've prepared the soil with a little bit of lime or a little bit of poultry manure because they well, like an, an alkaline soil. Yeah, well, I'm putting them in um, garden raised garden beds that I bought and they're freestanding beds, you know, and I had other um, plants in them. Right. So um, you're the going last to, few months. Yeah, so you're going to put fresh soil in? No. Well what, well, what I'd put in, um, have you got the plants already? No, not yet. Okay. Well, just scatter a little bit of dolomite through that soil. Okay. 
Yeah, because uh, you probably were planting something in summer that liked acidic soil, but right. sweet peas, they like it alkaline. So okay. a little bit of dolomite a few okay. days before you plant. Okay. Right, okay, thank you so much. That's all right. It's wonderful to have them in. They give you a great show. And uh, I wouldn't panic this year because I think it's going to be a long time before they decide they're getting flowers on them. Right, okay. The way the the weather's going. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Okay, thanks for the call, Jenny. Okay, thank you. Bye. Bye. We've got Stephen from Tingara Heights and he's got bugs on his lemon tree. Good afternoon, Stephen. Bugs on your lemon tree. Wrong season. Yeah. No, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's my mother's tree, actually. It's got some nice, uh, large fruit on it. But I go down there and mow the lawn, and I, was, I snipped it back a bit, and then I walked past it and that, and I felt something sting the back. And apparently I'd looked up, but they, they spray like an acid onto you or something. I, oh, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. That, that's... um. That's the citrus bug, but they should be gone to ground now for the cold. Right. Yeah. Well, this this happened a couple of months ago, but I didn't know what what should I um, spray with them when, when I. Oh right. Okay. When you see them coming again, yeah. Uh, look, I'd hit them with a little bit of malathion and white oil. I'll just write that now. Malathion. Malathion and white oil. Okay. And you'll find they start off as very small little bugs. Did you have them all up, all the way up the tree and all yeah. hugging one another? That's right. That's oh, it. nasty little creatures. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they give me a night. I don't know, I've still got a scar on the back there, but it was like a, an acid burn, like a burn. Oh, yeah. And and they if it gets in your eyes, you're in real trouble. That's, yeah, well, I did look up. Well, I didn't know what bug was called, but I found something yeah, else. That was the information I found in the uh, on the on the um, Google. Oh, really? So I'm equivalent to Google now. <laughs> you know, the only problem I find with Google, Stephen, is a lot of it's from America. Yeah. And don't forget, we're on a different set of, you know, weather patterns here. So always um, double check. You know, there's a lot of good reference books out there you can buy, but, yeah, give yeah. Mr Google a go and then if you're not happy, give me a go. <laughs> <laughs> my parents, you know, they're in the 80s and they're always out there getting the lemons and they say, you know, get those high ones for us. And then when I found out that, you know, that I said to them, you make sure you wear glasses or somewhere, you know, be very careful. You know, oh, yes. Don't... No, no, no. They burn your eyes, yep. <clears throat> yeah, well, it just lifted my skin like a bad burn. It was wild. A little bit of hell, but yeah, yeah, no, they do, they do. People don't realise how dangerous they can be. Yeah, well, I sort of made a mistake. Well, I chopped a couple of limbs off, and I think I squashed them on the ground, and then you could smell the the bug. And I think that act, I think that sets the others off. Yeah, it does. <laughs> and they do smell. <laughs> Good luck with that, Stephen. But yeah, be prepared early in the, on in the season. Yeah, terrific. Okay, thanks again. Thanks, Stephen. Bye. Bye. And we've got Robert from Beresfield, and he wants to ask about his crepe myrtle. Hello, Robert. Hi. How can Hi I help you. you? You may remember, I'm the painter that came in and saw you. I have the black beetle or something on the crepe myrtle leaves I brought in to you. 
Oh, yes, of course, yeah. And you said I did spray the tree with that uh, white oil or something you gave me twice, and it was removing it off the leaves, but now, obviously, all the leaves are gone because they're dropping. Is there something I should do now before spring or...? Uh, Robert, I think the most important thing to do is clean up the dropped leaves. Okay. Uh, yeah, and, you know, rid them out of the garden. Uh, yep. And it wouldn't hurt to spray that um, product around the soil. Okay. Uh, and water it in, you know, so that... Yep. But, you know, the, it's gone. It's going dormant now, of course, and yep. um, uh, hopefully you've beaten it with the spraying you've already done. Yeah, and... Um, but, notice anything in spring as it's as it's bringing coming back the leaves or yes you would notice straight away okay yeah but I think um as long as you clean those leaves up and dispose of them because that's unfortunately that's how a lot of diseases are transmitted yep uh, and I hope that you know the product did get it under control? Did it, it um, work? It did start, yes, it did start to work, but obviously it was starting to drop leaves. Um, but I noticed the black dissolving quite a bit, but, um, you know, in the last week the leaves are nearly gone. So um, I wasn't sure either. Is there anything I should put in the soil to boost boost it for spring? Oh, no, only some fertiliser. Okay. Uh, what do you use, an all-purpose one? or All-purpose. Yeah. I'd okay. use an all-purpose pellets, you know, like that three-in-one, uh, yeah. one of those products. And that spray doesn't affect any of the other plants that are in the ground around it? Definitely not, no. Okay, that's good news. Okay, good. We Thank saved, you for that. saved you, Robert, but go, please go out and clean the leaves up, won't you? I will. Okay. I'll go there this afternoon. Thank you. Okay, good to talk to you, Robert. Okay. Thank you Again. for the call. Bye-bye. Bye. We've got Shitra now from Cameron Park, and she's got a question about roses. Oh, good afternoon. What can I help you with? Good afternoon. Um, I had uh, two very, very beautiful roses in my front garden for many, many years. And um, then suddenly one of them died. It's like kind of, um, it turned black and to the point that I actually dug it out completely. Right. Um, yeah, but the other one is still there. I would love to uh, put another rose there. I actually put another, like an oriental lily in the same spot, and that kind of turned brown as so. Um, and I would really love to put another rose there. It's at the moment I haven't put anything in that spot. So if, I've heard that you can't put rose in a spot where there has been a rose. Before, is that true? And if yes, then what can I do? I would really love to put that rose there. Oh, no, look, I've planted roses in where I've had other roses that, you know, have gone yeah. to God. Um, but I'm wondering, though, if you've got that cockchafer grub in the soil. So before you plant the rose, I would dig uh -huh. around and make sure it's that white grub that's got a little black head on him. And, oh, okay. And that's what happens. They eat the roots of the plants. So if you put a new plant in there and they're still hanging around, you could lose uh -huh. the next rose. So dig uh. around first, but I think uh -huh. it's important that you do put some new soil in there where you're going to plant. Okay. And then so, uh, you shouldn't yep. have any problems. 
Okay, so the so the rose next to it, so and the other plant next to it, I have got geranium on. So one side is rose and the other side is geranium. They're all okay. So it's, it's just that spot that bug might be. Yes. So just dig down. Yeah. You won't miss them. They're crawling little witchetty grubs. I I call yes. them. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so okay. double check, my dear, and then um, uh, but do replace the soil before you plant your other rose. And do I need to put any, like, pesticide or something to kill them or do they just go oh, away? Oh, no, they won't I... go away. You'll u- need to use carbaryl if you've got them. And that carbaryl. kills them. Carbaryl. with a C. Oh, okay. And it's okay to then put another rose there even though there was a rose before? Oh, yes, it's because that's why we're going to replace the soil. Yeah, okay. All okay, right. thank you very much. You're, okay, you're quite you. welcome. All right, thank Bye. You. And while we're on the subject of roses, last week I was warning everyone not to buy their roses too early. Yep. If they're dug in May, they get a, something called dieback. And I was in a shop the other day mm-hmm. and they had a big supply of new roses all there. And I said to my friend that I was with, Ooh, I would say 10% of them had dieback and I said, I've got itchy fingers. I need some secateurs. <laughs> but, you know, it's because they're dug early. And so a warning again today, if you're going to buy a rose and there's any black on the the early stems yep. and generally from the top down, Greek, the, it starts and then it gets longer mm-hmm. and longer and that stem dies off and often you lose the rose. Nice. So they're out there and they are in stock. And and I would just be a little bit wary. Just a little bit careful. Have a, have a, a little bit look. wary, yes. Well, Terry might have this problem because Terry from Bulwara Heights has got a problem with roses as well. Oh, hello, Terry. Oh, hello. How are you? Um, well, thank you. Very good. Better than our roses at this stage. Um, but, yeah, we've got problems. Um, my wife loves growing roses and I... Uh, usually have the responsibility of looking after them, fertilising them and so forth. And in the past, they've been really abundant and and uh, in good condition, but now they they just look terrible. Um, no matter how much fertiliser and water I give them, they, they just won't thrive. But I've found a problem seems to be um, an insect or a grub that's eating like the in, the stem inside the the rose itself, inside the rose. Yeah, yeah inside the stem of the rose. Oh, like that you, that sounds like borer. Uh huh. Uh, yeah, but, hard one to beat. You need to clean it out, and um, maybe inject some malathion into it, uh, and and putty that put putty over that. So the fumes don't escape. Okay, yeah. But, but you haven't no. seen any grubs down in the soil, have you? Uh, I haven't really dug down into the soil, uh, but... I would do yeah. that as well and double check. Mm-hmm. Uh, but so if you like, way. you could send us a photo. I'd like to see that stem of the rose. Yeah, I, I can do that, yes. Mm-hmm. I... Um, so, 
Oh, are we talking about a different insect to the one that's in the stem? That's the yes, one that's we are. Sport. Yep. Uh, in the stem could be borer, and in yeah. the ground it could be the curl grub. Mm-hmm. Okay. And and it, they're totally different looking. But I, are you seeing any sawdust coming out where that grub is? Uh, well, no, I haven't really noticed that. Um, right. I know just when we sort of prune them back after flowering or uh, later in the season, you can see there's just a big hole in the in the stems and most of the roses, so it's they just seem to be fairly widespread. Right, okay. Now, look, I'm pretty sure you've got borer, so if you'd like to send us through a photo, um, mm-hmm. you know, we'll be able to have a look and give you some more advice about it. Okay, uh, how do we how do we send a photo? You well, can email that to us at gardening at com. Okay, um, we'll do that. Thanks very much. And we'll have a look at it next week. Brilliant. Thanks okay. a lot. Okay, thank you very much for the call. Bye now. Bye. Well, Judy Sharp, we've sadly run out of time. We have, and we've got a, a lady still on the line. I could talk to her when we finish off air if she'd like to hold on. That might be the way to go. Is that a good way? literally got 10 seconds left, Judy Sharp. Okay. I didn't even get to ask you my question either. No, you didn't either. And I didn't even get to talk about all my topics today. We'll have to wait till next week. We will. <laughs> Thanks for listening to this podcast from 2NURFM at the University of Newcastle. You'll find them all at 2NURFM.com. <laughs>